You are listening to Cap Builder Talk with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business today. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business today. And I'm so excited to be here another Monday in January. We don't have too many days into the year yet, but things are really moving quickly. I know for a lot of you out there, I've been working with you, and a lot of things are going on. So we're going to have a great show tonight. Uh, we got a great guest. You know, a lot of my shows at the beginning of this year, I'm going to be doing, trying to get people to get their, their minds wrapped around changing their lives and moving forward. I, I found out last year I was focused on trying to help people start businesses, but if your mind isn't right, you can't move forward. So tonight we're having a great show. I have a great guest. We're going to be talking about living that perfect life. about real issues facing small business today. Now, the topic for tonight, I said it was exciting. We're going to be talking to about living your purpose life. And my special guest this evening is longtime friend and author of the book, Lightbulb Moments, Ms. Talia Stovall. She's an author, keynote speaker, certified life purpose coach, and she empowers others to discover and utilize their natural gifts an interest to achieve their personal and professional goals and increase their life satisfaction. I'm going to say that one more time, increase their life satisfaction. So we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk about her story, how she got started doing this. We're going to talk about her book, Light Bulb Moments. And we're going to talk about strategies for living your purpose life and advice for entrepreneurs. Okay? So just stay tuned. We're going to be bringing her up here in a little bit. Get your pencils and papers out. Or just wait and buy her book. Okay, we're going to talk about that tonight. Now, last week's show, we discussed entrepreneurship and marketing, and I had the Nikki Curry, the brand definer, and we also had Tiffany Boyle, who was the CEO of Emerge the Magazine. We talked about Tiffany and her story. We talked about marketing and, you know, simple marketing strategies. She talked about how she's bringing her magazine to market. It's going to be not only in print, it's going to be online, and guess what? I'm featured in the first issue, okay? So there's a article that I wrote. So I want you to get this magazine. I'm going to have her back on the show just before she does her launch so you can do this. And Nikki and I chopped it up at the end just talking about helping people once again get their minds wrapped around taking care of themselves. So the rest of this month, I'm really focused on helping you get out of your own way. I'm trying to give you simple strategies to get most out of 2015, how to create a plan to change your life. Because the important thing I want you to remember, I want you to make an appointment with yourself 12 months from now. And what are you going to say to yourself 12 months from now? What's the story you're going to say? So I want you to really think about that. We've got a lot of great great things coming up for you. We're going to be doing you know, webinars. And I'm launching a campaign here shortly that's going to be trying to help you get over your fears of starting a business, stepping out there on stage doing the things that you feel you need to do. All right? I'm going to do as usual. I'm going to take a commercial break, and when I come back, I think I might have a couple callers out there, but we're going to go into the Cat Builder Minute, and then we're going to bring on Miss Stovall herself and talk about living a purpose life. So you're listening to Mark Parham. I'll be back in a moment. 
And I want you to stay tuned because we have a great, great show for you. time this evening and I'm you know I'm enjoying it I'm playing the music tonight I'm going to change things up a little bit because I want you to enjoy the show I'm going to go over it's Cat Builder Minute this is where I come to you and I bring you some things that I think are important and what I want to talk about now is a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of people right now are looking at how they're going to raise their game in 2015 you want to ramp up your personal development productivity to a whole new level and reach some major major goals so when it comes to finding success and achieving your goals, the most important struggles are the ones that you encounter in your everyday life. So to truly find success, you're going to have to take the time to do the things that matter the most. Small changes can help you make changes in your life. So I'm going to go over about maybe seven or eight things that you should be doing if you aren't already, habitually, every day. I'm telling people to get up early, you know, 30 more minutes getting up 30 minutes earlier than you used to. You'd be amazed at what happens with that time. You get up before most people. You have a quiet, relaxing time to get things done. Sit down, drink a cup of coffee, not rushing out the door, ease into your day. The number two thing is I want you to start reading something. Read something every single day. Don't let a day go by that you don't grow in some area of your life. It doesn't mean you have to read a whole novel, you know, 20 or 30 minutes but it helps you stimulate your thought process. And it may stimulate ideas that you have. It may make those things grow even bigger. The other thing is exercise. Even if it's just 30 minutes, it doesn't, you don't have to get out and run a marathon, run five miles. I don't care if it's yoga. I don't care if it's standing there doing squats up and down. Just do something to get your blood pumping, get yourself moving during the day. It's a great way to start it. And this Number four is practicing gratitude. It can be hard. Sometimes you're going through struggles. You've got a lot of stuff going on. But you need to practice gratitude. Be thankful for the things you do have going for you. Be thankful for the fact that you opened your eyes and you were able to step out of bed. But you've got to make a conscious effort to do it. Sometimes we take it for granted. But sometimes you've got to just stop and practice gratitude. The fifth thing is scheduling your day before it starts. Don't wake up not knowing what's going to happen with your day. Do it at night or later in the bed, and at 30 minutes that you decided you're going to start getting up early. Schedule your day because I'm telling you, if you don't schedule it, someone else will. Okay? The next thing is to focus on your high-priority task first. Get those out of the way. I figure out three things I'm going to do each day. My most important task that i got to get done, the next thing I'd like to get done, and the third thing I hope to get done. If I get number one done, I'm good. If I get number two done, I'm happy. If I get number three done, I'm doing a happy dance, okay? So focus on those tasks. Get those out of the way. And the seventh thing is always go the extra mile. Don't just do enough to get by. Do more than enough. I don't care if you're on the job. I don't care what you're doing. Always strive to go the extra mile. And the last thing, improve in one area each day. Like for me, I speak Spanish, but now, you know, I'm getting a little rusty, so now I make it a point every day for 10 to someone in Spanish just so I can improve in one area a day. So those those are the eight things. And, and the other things I want you to understand is that I'm going to keep harping on these things every show. I want you to get your mindset, training your new mind, all the things I'm talking about. 
destination. I want you to figure out where you're going. Commitment. I want you to start committing to you. Make commitments to yourself. Collaborate. I want you to start finding the right relationship. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. And then action. I want you taking the right steps. I put out something earlier this week. Not take action, but take massive action. So you're listening to Mark Parham. I'm going to do another break. And when I come back, I'm going to set the stage for Ms. Stovall. We're going to talk about Living That Purpose Life. We're going to talk about her book, Light Bulb Moments. We're going to talk about how she is taking it up on herself to try to help people change their lives. So you listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. So I'll be back in a moment, and I want you to stay with me because we are going to have a great show. Talk real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Tonight I have a, a exciting guest. We're going to bring her in in a second. But as normal, I'm going to set the stage. We're going to be talking about purpose life this evening. But before we get to that, I want to give you seven ways to tell if you're not currently living your highest purpose in life. One, you're not waking up excited in the morning. You know, excited to jump into your day. You get excited about meeting the people you're going to meet and doing the things you're going to do. Number two, you really have high highs and really low lows. Can't seem to break the phenomenon of feeling great for a few days and then you're not feeling so good. So you've got to start working on how you feel. Number three, your life isn't entirely fulfilling you anymore. At one point, you were doing pretty good, but you're not really happy about the way things are going. You want to do more. Now, this is a big one. You've surrounded yourself by people who are bringing you down, down, down. If we want to, if you're doing that every day, you got a lot of, a lot of things that are working against you right out of the bat. Number five, you're ignoring your dreams because you're scared to move on. You have fear. Your fear is holding you back from making the changes in your life that you need to make in order to start anew. Number six, you're working in jobs that deplete you of energy. You go to work energized and you leave just drained. By noon, by 11 o'clock, you're just completely drained. So we want to try to help you understand that. So, And the last thing is that you feel like you're stuck in the rat race, but you don't know the next step. And on that note, I have someone I'm going to bring in that's going to help us understand what that next step might be. Ms. Talea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I am so excited to be with you. You have such an awesome show. I know you're helping so many entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs with your information. Well, we're going to help a lot more tonight with your information. All right. How about that? All right. So, you know, what I I normally do just to start out, I, I let everybody give their pitch, like when you're at that networking event, and you stand up and they give you that 30 seconds to say who you are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so you go ahead and give us that so we can start out the show with everybody. You want the 30 seconds or you want the full version? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You do you. We got an hour. <laughs> All right. We got an hour. So I'll give you the short version, but then I'm going to give you the, the full version because you said your people can handle it. So uh, yeah, they can handle my name it. is Beth Talea Stovall. My, my mission is to help people to use their passion to live in their purpose. And I guess when you understand my story, you'll see why I'm passionate about helping people to do that. 
because I believe that we're all born with purpose wired inside of us, and most people are living their lives frustrated because they don't understand what that purpose is. You're miserable on your job. It's not because you're not a good employee. It's because you're in the wrong job, usually. So people just need to understand what it is that they're good at, what they're naturally wired. We all have gifts. We all have special personality thinking style, interests, all these things work together to shape us for our God-given purpose. And I believe that if you can't recognize yours, ask somebody close to you. They can tell you. They can tell you whether you're the one that always gives the best advice to someone who's in need, if you're the one who bakes the best cookies or whatever it is you do. For me, that passion was always writing. Whenever I'm passionate about something, I have to put it in writing. So when I was a little girl and I get mad at somebody in my family, I write them a letter detailing the heinous crimes they committed against me and why I wasn't going to be their friend anymore. And my brother called them hate notes because he got most of them. But by the time I was 14, I knew that I wanted to be an author. But I didn't really believe in my dream strongly enough to pursue it, and I think that's the problem that most people have. They don't believe in that gift that they have, that thing that comes naturally to them. So they don't consider it as something they can do to actually make a living. So when my counselors told me, you're good in math and science, you should be an engineer, I said, okay. Never got any really bad advice from somebody. So I went to engineering school. I was a chemical engineering major for three years. I absolutely hated it. So I changed my major to business. I graduated in business. I got my MBA. I went to work in banking for I'm not even going to say how many years. Then you'll, I'll sound old. But a lot of years I spent in banking. And... I was miserable, but no matter what department I worked at in that bank, I always ended up being the one who wrote the newsletter, uh, wrote the training manual, the disaster recovery manual, presented the training. Whenever anything needed to be written or presented, they always seemed to find me to do it. So I just recognized after a while, this is really what I'm supposed to do. So along that time, I, I was getting more and more miserable in my job. I don't know if anybody's ever had that pit in their stomach about 9 o'clock Sunday night. You start getting depressed and you start your stomach starts nodding up because you know you got to go to that job that you hate for the next five days. And so I, that's where I was. And I had a coach, and my coach asked me, why do you think it is that you're so miserable on your job? I said, I think God is allowing me to be so miserable here that I don't have a choice but to go somewhere else. So I just knew that I was going to do something that had to do with my real passion, which was writing. And so I started to to hear this voice in my head, and I don't say voice in my head. I shouldn't put it that way because I'm not crazy. But actually, it's not crazy. We've been going over that. It's not crazy (laughs) to listen to the voices, all right? Yeah. Clear that up. But I, I heard it. It was as clear as if it were an audible voice. And it said, Start cleaning out your, your office. I use my second bedroom as my office. Get rid of your your desktop computer. Buy a laptop because you're going to be traveling. You're going to need a laptop when you travel. I said, okay, you know, nothing wrong with a little cleaning. So, you know, I'm a little pack rat. So I started cleaning up my, my office, and I got rid of my desktop computer, and I bought a laptop, and I said, okay, I'm done. I thought I was done. I, I was at work sitting at my desk. Here's the same voice. Start cleaning out your desk. Start throwing away things. You're not going to be here long said, okay, you know, again, nothing wrong with a little cleaning. So we just happened to be moving some stuff in my department. So there was a big dumpster in the area that was sitting there. And so I just started cleaning stuff out of my desk and dumping stuff in the dumpster. And I'd stay after my my coworkers were there and start cleaning up. And I said, okay, I don't know where I'm going. I started getting excited. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm leaving here. And it's got something to do with writing. I knew that. And about that time, I'd met Les Brown at a conference. I was, I think it was in Atlanta for um, George Fraser's Power Networking Conference. And I met Les Brown there, and I'd been talking to him about doing some speaking, and I'd sent him some writing samples, and he liked what I'd written. And so I just started to, to meet the right people. And as I started to go on my journey, I, I met some more people who became very instrumental in, in my writing and became endorsers for the book that just came out, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, I'm sure you're familiar with, who we uh, sadly lost about a month ago, and and uh, a man named Jim Stovall, no relation, but he's a Christian author and movie maker, as well as Mark Victor Hansen, who that's one of the chicken soup uh, for the soul oh. authors. My favorite book wow. says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. I had the opportunity to just meet all of these in my networking, and as a result of that, 
they ended up all being less did the forward and the rest of them all did endorsements for light bulb moments. So I just wow. believe as you start to get in your purpose, things start to fall in place for you. So, But I was still at this job where I was miserable. And so it was November, and I said, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get a severance package. I'm going to leave. The holidays are coming. I'm going to be gone after Christmas. I don't have to come back. So I had just made up my mind this was what was going to happen. So imagine how depressed I was in January when I came back and I'm sitting at my desk and I said, God, what happened to my package? I thought I was going to get a package. and But the feeling didn't go away. So I remember I was sitting at my desk. It was Friday. I think it was like January 7th. It was the beginning of of uh, January, and I said, I just feel like today is the day. I just felt it really strongly. So I went into the restroom. I said a quick prayer. I said, God, if today is the day, I'm ready for it. I went back to my desk, and about 30 minutes later, my boss came over, and she asked me to go into her boss's office to talk to them. So I went in, and I sat down, and they slid this piece of paper across the table to me, and it was my severance package. So, of course, I was jumping up and down on the inside. I was so excited, but I had to pretend to them that I wasn't because they thought they were catching me by surprise. They said, oh, well, you know, you have plenty of time to clean out your desk. You know, we know you have a lot of stuff. I said, oh, no, I've already been cleaning it up. I said, two weeks is long enough. I want you all to have long enough to plan my party, and then I'm out of here. (laughs) And they said, well, you have so much talent. There's so many things you can do. I said, oh, I already know what I'm going to do. I said, I met Les Brown. I'm going to be doing some writing and some speaking. And my boss said, Les Brown, we had him for our national sales conference. You got to be hungry. And I'm looking at them like, okay, you're essentially firing me, and you're getting all excited about what I'm telling you I'm about to do. <laughs> but that's kind of how purpose works, too. You, you get people from that you wouldn't even expect who get on board with what it is you're doing once they find out about it. So that was the beginning of my journey. And uh, as you know, I spent a lot of time flying down to, to uh, Georgia with my laptop <laughs> to visit my mom when she was sick. And... Uh, there's a lot more along the journey, but I can fill some of that in as we go along. I don't want to just yap and not yeah, give we'll, anybody we'll else <laughs> But one of the things I want to ask you about, though, um, mm-hmm. those voices. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today, and a lot of the time mm-hmm. we can't hear those voices because there's so much noise going on. Oh, my gosh. Facebook, I know. Television. You know, yeah. you know, things like this. And what I'm really trying to get people to start doing, maybe that first 30 minutes in the morning, yeah. just have no noise, go dark. Yeah. You know, so when you, when you heard these voices, these are the same voices you've been hearing all your life. Yeah, it's except, just, uh, you know, sometimes started... I can be kind of hard of hearing because I am so busy doing all multitasking. I'm like the queen multitasker. Mm-hmm. I'm so busy doing all kinds of stuff that sometimes other people have to give me the messages. So I just, you know, I just ask gotcha. God, can you just speak up a little bit? Because <laughs> sometimes I'm just a little <laughs> hard of hearing, a little hard-headed. But, you know, I, I want to hear it. But we do. I was just telling somebody that yesterday. I got to... I go through phases with my quiet time, and they have to get back to that because that it really is when you can open yourself up. And even if it's not the beginning of the day, but at some point during the day, you know, as, at a set time, it's good to have that quiet time when you can just open up to hear what it is because there have been so many things that have come as a result of my just being able, even able to open up to that but also to open up to what it is that I really want. Some of the desires that I've had in my heart and I created, and one of the things that's so powerful to me is visioning, creating that vision of what it is that you want. I always wanted a radio show. I wrote down, these are the guests I want to have, this is what I want to talk about. The general manager of a radio show called me and asked me if I wanted to be on his radio show. I didn't seek it out. I always wanted to teach on the college level. I'm teaching at my fourth school now. And I didn't really have to work to get any of the opportunities. They came to me. I The book that I just had, I self-published my first book, you're familiar with, Crossing the Threshold. The book that just mm-hmm. came out uh, from Hay House, which is the leading world's leading publisher of inspirational books, they published it in six countries. I found out about a contest through my business partner. And so I just entered the book into the contest just as an incentive to make me finish the book. So mm-hmm. I found out about it in the spring, and I you know, kind of put it off, and I said, okay, i got to get to this. The deadline was in September on a Thursday night at midnight. I finished it at 9 o'clock Thursday night and sent it in and found out the next week that I made the top 30 finalists. And what happened ultimately was out of 4,000 manuscripts, they selected my book 
to publish. And that's how I got the publishing deal because my prayer was, God, I don't want to have to look for uh, an agent and have the agent shop it around. I said, I just want a publishing deal. And I was so focused that that's what I wanted and that's what I got. So I believe that if we really understand what our passion is and we have the courage to step out in it, that God will open the doors that we need to have open and we got to be ready to step through well, speaking of stepping through and courage, you know, one of the things mm-hmm. that's holding a lot of people back, and I mentioned it earlier, it's this four-letter word, fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did you compensate or deal with fear? Did you, you know, what was your, I mean, because it's there, it's always there. You know, even before I do my show every week, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's fear or anxiety. My heart starts beating a little faster oh and God. things like that. So Every time yeah. I'm on a so show tonight. I got to do another show tomorrow night. I'm nervous every time I speak. I'm nervous every single time. <laughs> but you got to do it in spite of the nervousness. And that's something Les Brown taught me too. He said it's that nervous energy is good. He said you always should be. It's when you're not nervous and you're doing something, that means you're overconfident, and that's when you're more likely to make a mistake. So it's okay to have a little bit of fear, whatever it is you're doing. That's what just kind of keeps you a little bit more in tune. You're not making mistakes because you're being more careful because you, you, you're afraid you don't want to make a mistake. So I think for me, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. I was going to say for me, part of it was believing in the vision that I had and knowing that mm-hmm. that I'm in my sweet spot. <laughs> it's one of the topics I talk about in the book. Just knowing that I was on the path that I was supposed to be on. And then I also looked at people because I got into my purpose later in life, which a lot of your listeners might be thinking that. One of the things I think we're afraid of is that it's too late, I don't have enough money, all those things we tell ourselves. But I was inspired by people like Maya Angelou wrote her first book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings, when she was 41. And Julia Child got in her first cooking class at 37 and published her first cookbook at 49. Margaret Rudkin started baking in her kitchen at 40 and started Pepperidge Farm. Bernie Marcus was 49 when he got laid off from a hardware store in New Jersey, and he and another fired employee started Home Depot. And Ray Kroc opened his first McDonald's when he was 56. Harlan Sanders was in his 60s and trying to so live off the pension. It doesn't matter when. Moses was 80. And Grandma Moses was... When people come to you, what are their general, like, if we pick the top two things that you're dealing with and mm-hmm. trying to take themselves, what are those top two things when they come to you? I would say one system? is focus or clarity. A lot of people are mm-hmm. frustrated, and I do. Uh, I have a coaching group called Five Weeks to Personal Breakthrough that kind of takes people from getting that clarity on what it is that they really want to do So for some it's clarity, and for some it is fear that we talked about. Some people, they know what they want to do, but they're afraid to step out. You know, when you have that corporate America paycheck or when you know that it's going to take a certain investment of your money, your time, or if maybe you have family members who don't support you, all of those things create fear. So I would say a lack of focus and fear are the top two things that people struggle with and just kind of help to push them past those, to give them clarity on what it is they really want, create that strong vision. I'm a big proponent of vision boards. I'm sitting here looking at one of mine now. And then creating those goals. A lot of times things look so big. Mm -hmm. Describe what a vision board is. Oh, a vision vision board board is a pictorial of things that you want to see in your future. I used to write stuff down. I used to write all my goals down at the beginning of the year, and I'd categorize them, and it looked really great, and I'd shut down my computer, or maybe I'd print it out and put it in a folder somewhere. And But if you're not looking at it, you may accidentally accomplish a few of them, but it's when you keep them in front of you. They motivate you. They encourage you. They, If you can convince yourself, your, your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between what's happening and what you think is happening. So if you can convince mm-hmm. yourself that, if I can convince myself that I am already a best-selling author and I feel like it every day, then what am I projecting right. to the world? What actions am I taking? So, you know, I hate working out. You were talking about that earlier. It is important. We need to do that. But if you get a vision in your mind of what you want to look like, 
what you want your health to be, all of a sudden you find yourself working up that 30 minutes early that you were talking about. Saying, oh, well, I'm up. I guess I may as well work out. So your body will just automatically start to take the steps if the vision is strong enough. My favorite book says write the vision, make it plain. So if we can make it plain enough, then we can live it. We'll automatically start to carry it out. You know, you know okay. what I might do uh-huh. is you know, I'm going to start doing a lot of webinars. I might have you come and do a webinar on just doing that vision board. Cause I, oh, I totally awesome. agree with you. Mm-hmm. I, I use a technique that I read in the book Four Hour Work Week that Tim Ferriss wrote about oh, I like that uh, mm-hmm. dreamlining. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I put down the things I, who I want, who I want to be, and those things. And, uh, but I haven't thought about using the graphics. You know, I've heard about it, but right. I haven't done it. But I'm oh, going to tell yeah, you what. Yeah. I want to. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk more about your book and how you're helping people and, you know, just everything that you're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm really charged up here, but you got to go pay All some right. bills. So, uh, <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll talk more. All right? You listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues. Facing small business today. We're going to take a break and I'll be back talking with Ms. Stovall about living your purpose life. We'll be back in a moment. to their lives. 
Well, you know, I think I might have a caller here that has a question. Hold on okay. one second. I'm going to bring in caller at uh, 6036. Welcome to the show. We got a caller out there, 6036. All right, they, they, must, they must be shy. They gave right, up so on we'll, us. <laughs> they gave up. All right, we'll, we'll take them back off. But go ahead. Let's let's move on, okay? So you, you wrote the book, and um, kind of like the chicken soup thing. So what when people read the book, what is generally going to be the outcome for them? Uh, what are they going to get out of this book? Well, there there are stories on different topics that kind of can meet you where you are. I had some people tell me they just kind of there's seven. Well, there's actually seventy six. I say seventy five lessons for everyday living, but I sneaked in an extra mm-hmm. one at the end. But they are just kind of le- lessons about everyday things we go through: perseverance and waiting and trials and. Uh, one called Listen Closely to Your GPS, uh, Find Your Why, Persistence, all kinds of just issues that everyone deals with. So some people tell me that they will kind of a devotional read one a day. Some people say they just keep reading and read through it, through it. and some say they just open the book to a random page and just pick a lesson, and it seems to hit them where they are for that day. So... I guess you can use it in in several different ways, but it's mostly just meant to make you think about some of the things that you may be dealing with in your life and just kind of learn the lesson. You don't always have to learn it by experience. You can learn it by somebody else's experience. Some of them are simple. Well, you mentioned something a few minutes ago. One of my regular calls, Mohammed, he always talked about the why. Let's talk about that for a minute. It's such an important, it's a three-letter word, but it's probably one of the most important words that we yeah. deal with in, in doing. It, let's, let's talk about the why for a minute, you know. You know, my uh, favorite quote is by Scottish theologian William Barclay. He said, there's three, there's two great days in a person's life, the day we're born and the day we discover why. And again, uh, I believe that that's why so many people are frustrated because they really don't understand their why. What is the thing that drives you beneath everything else? A lot of times we are so busy making urgent things our priority or making someone else's desires our priority when we don't really look inside and understand what's really important to us. Underneath it all, what is the thing that really drives you? What is the thing that you have to do to be fulfilled? And I think that's how you You've got to drill down to your why, and once you tap into that, it may be a business calling. It may be something you do socially or in your family, but in some kind of way, I believe that whatever that why is for you, you have to work that into your life in some kind of way if you're ever going to really feel totally fulfilled. But in order to hear that why, we got to shut down the noise. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and some and the noise is fun sometimes. You know, and that's the thing. It's like sometimes you've got to say no to, you know, some things that you don't want to do anyway, but sometimes you got to say no to some things that you do want to do. Sometimes you do have to get that quiet and that focused time to listen. I, I guess you're right. I never really thought about it like that. I always looked at noise as being something negative, but sometimes yeah, it's no. something you really enjoy doing. Oh, yeah, because and if it's not fulfilling not. your purpose, it's it's right. really kind of a waste of time. I mean, you may enjoy it, right. but. It's not getting you where you want to go. I just opened one. <laughs> As I said that, I just opened to lesson number 17, Ask Yourself, What Am I Settling For? That was a story about I took a friend to dinner, and I decided to, even though my favorite food is crab legs, I decided to order the lobster because it was easier to eat. I didn't feel like dealing with the breaking open the crab legs. And at the end of the meal, I wasn't satisfied, and I wished that I had really put in the extra effort and gotten what I really wanted. And so (laughs) kind of a quick lesson there, and I just come somehow when we said that, that popped in my mind. But somehow, sometimes we do, you know, when there's something that we really want, we have to focus, we have to put in the extra effort, and we have to be willing to say no to the things that that distract us from it. I'll tell you something else I want to touch on. Um, We mentioned a few minutes ago about sometimes starting later in life. Mm-hmm. You know, even for me, you know, I had a, a engineering company for 10 years, me down, and tried mm. a bunch of different things. You know, I've been very fortunate, you know, everything I've pretty much tried, I've been successful at. 
But it wasn't until I came into what I'm doing now, to, you know, maybe about four or five years ago, where I felt I'm living my purpose life, that right. re- life really got that much sweeter for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was funny because it was sweeter with less money. That that oh, was the most interesting phenomenon. All right, you know, I'm doing this corporate stuff, traveling all over, airports, hotels. I even got my diamond status with Delta. I was sitting there first class, you know, <laughs> first one on the plane, you know. I but know, I making know. Making money. But it's so funny now I'm living on almost a third of the life that I was living, but the sweetness of when I wake up every day mm-hmm. is so different. You know? I know. So I want to talk for a second about the later in life struggle. You know, a lot of people are fear because they're setting their ways. So when you right. run into people that are a little, you know, later in life where you have that expression, we won't mm-hmm. we won't define it by age. But right. What are some right. of the things that you tell them about well, I, you know, moving forward? I, I, talk about those list of people that started late, and then I did. You know, I had a, a whole career in banking before I decided to do what I really am passionate about doing. And I tell you what really works for people is when you talk, what you just said is the same thing that I say to people. I make so much less money than I did when I was in corporate America. I'm so much happier. I I have learned that I I have way more stuff than I need. I still have way more stuff than I need. My freezer's packed. My closets are packed. I still have way more than I need, but I have the flexibility to do what I want to do on my terms to really live the life that I enjoy, and hey, I believe that the first class, and I, I'm not limiting it to first class, though, Mark. I'm saying private. You know, I'm going to be on somebody's private jet, too, one of these days. But uh, <laughs> I think that all that can still come. You know, it's not all about the money that's flowing in. I don't get the paycheck every two weeks like you don't either, but it comes. I get everything I need. When when I need something, an opportunity comes. I do some training on the side. I do teaching on the college level. So it all comes together, and it all allows me to use the same gifts. I'm using my teaching, my speaking, my writing gifts in everything I do. And that's what makes it, like you said, sweet. I talk about the sweet spot in the book. Right. you got to find that sweet yeah. spot. It's not about how much money. Some of the most stressed-out people in the world are, are millionaires and billionaires. That doesn't make you more right. happy. So it's all about living in your purpose, and it doesn't matter if it's late in life. Would you rather be happy later or not happy at all? You know, so I think you're right. never too late <laughs> to get into that purpose. So tell me this. I don't know if you do, and I wanted to ask you a question about, do you, do you work with youth at all? Um, I have, yes. I've done some vision board workshops in um, elementary Mm -hmm. and high school. I've done talking to, as you know, my first book was all about relationships. It's all about valuing yourself. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to groups of young girls about, you know, that building, valuing yourself and creating the right, instead of looking for something in somebody else, making sure that you have the right qualities before you look for them in someone else. So I have done some work, and I even public speaking, because I teach public speaking on the college level, and I've done that for uh, youth as well, just starting them off okay. early, giving them the right tips. The right tips. All right. So yeah. how do youth take to it? Do they? Uh, how do they take to the vision boarding thing? They love it. They love it. I have done, like I said, even elementary school students. They have fun. The most recent one I did was with a group of college students from France, from Paris, who uh, they brought, they came over for an exchange program. And so we started out their week with me doing a vision board workshop and, and goal setting with them, and they had a ball. They'd never experienced anything like that because in France they're not taught, they're taught to kind of follow in the family business and not really think about what they really want to do. And so it just kind of really opened them up to the possibilities. And that's the same thing I found even with the elementary school students where they would start it off because we do, as part of the vision board uh, workshop, we do exercises that kind of help you to get rid of the negative self-talk, that kind of open up your mind to what's possible. So the children even started to think on a bigger level. And I actually just downloaded a, a YouTube video of some of it uh, on my YouTube page yesterday. And the principal and the counselors and even some of the students talking about what a difference it made and how they just started to think bigger about what they could do and what they could be instead of limiting themselves to wow. 
kind of the thoughts they had before. So it really is powerful at any age. Yeah, and I, and I think it's so important. Uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you about That's why I asked you about the youth. Because when you're doing this vision board, it seems like it's graphic. So it doesn't really matter the age. Oh, it it doesn't. doesn't really matter the language. Okay, it doesn't matter if it's Espanol. I mean, it doesn't matter. No. It's, it's, a, it's a graphic representation of what you want your life to be. And exactly. I, I just think that's a great way of doing it. I definitely plan on doing uh, some type of workshop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with vision boarding, you know, I've, yeah. now that it's come back up into my life. Because I well, just Mark, I'll so come important. down there. Let's see. We'll do a vision board workshop. We'll do some goal setting. Right. I'll do a book signing. We'll just, I'll just stay for All right. With All right. Here, we can make that happen. <laughs> we can do it right here. You know, tonight I'm broadcasting out of the Apex Museum. We can do a book signing and vision board. We can make it all one big event. That's right. All right. So as as we're winding down here, it's about you know we got about ten minutes left. Uh, the last thing I always ask my guests to do is to kind of give their pearls of wisdom or whatever advice you want to give people that are out here, change their lives, trying to mm-hmm. make things different, and they got mm-hmm. all the other things that they're still trying to hold them in place. What kind of right. words of wisdom do you have? For One I would say is trust your gift, because that's the thing that a lot of people. I've been blessed that I have a family that's very supportive. I didn't have naysayers in my family. There was one person that I encountered who wasn't a family member early on that said, how do you think you're going to get leave your job and be successful as an author? And, you know, but other than that, most people have been really supportive. So I would say trust your gift and don't let the naysayers scare you and convince you that you can't do because if God has called you to do something, it doesn't matter whether somebody else succeeded or failed at it. It's your calling is your calling. So I just say don't be afraid to step out in your gift. One thing that I found that encouraged me so much with both books, and I have some speaking CDs and all that in between, but I was so excited, as you see I get, <laughs> when when each book came out. And I had networking events both times telling people about the event. Now, the first book was a relationship book, and mostly, you know, women, mostly why that. The first person who bought the book before it was even out was a Hispanic male. And he kept saying he wanted to buy the book. And I said, well, it's not out yet. It's, he said, but I want to buy it anyway. And I said, okay. And he gave me a $20 bill, and I was going to give him change. He said, no, keep the change. And I must have been looking at him really crazy. He said, do you want to know why I uh, wanted to be the first one to buy your book? I said, yeah. He said, because of your passion. He said, because you believe in your dream. And he said, so few people are, are have the confidence to step out in what they say they want to do. Everybody has a dream, but so many people are afraid to step into it. And he said, I wanted to support your dream. And and that same exact thing happened at the, with the second book. An Asian guy was wow. the first one. The book wasn't even out yet. He said, I want, it, I want the first one out of the box. He gave me a 20. wouldn't take any change. People, if you step out there and believe in what it is that you're called to do, you are going to find support from places that you wouldn't even expect it. So you trust your gift and just be bold enough to step out there in it. So that was the main piece of advice that I would give people. All right. Well, hey, I want to thank you for coming out tonight. Really appreciate you. You know, I'm oh, sure nice. I'm sure other people listening have. You know, it's a, it's just a great thing for the passion that you obviously have for the you know, it's, it's uh, I can hear it, I can hear it all the way down here. Okay. Oh boy, hey, we've so, got a great audience. <laughs> they were so Yeah, quiet. we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. So I tell you what, I want to look forward. We're going to talk about uh, you coming down here, doing some things, and uh, trying to make some things happen here at the museum or just here in Atlanta. But I that appreciate you. I've enjoyed our friendship over the years. Me too. And I look Me forward too. to uh, new new things happening. So and and in the I meantime, people can go out to Amazon and and down and buy light bulb right. moments or Barnes okay. and Noble, Kindle, Nook, iTunes. Tell them where to go to your site. Oh, they can go to, well, they, they can, it's a little cheaper if you buy it on Amazon. So I always tell people go to Amazon okay. or you can go to your Barnes & Noble right. store or whatever bookstore if they don't carry okay. it. you can They can order it, but Barnes & Noble, most of them have it. And um, also join me on Facebook. I have a 
regular page and an author page. The regular page is Talaya Stovall. The author page is Talaya G. Stovall. So I'd love for them to join me on Facebook. Check out my YouTube channel, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those. I would love to connect with people. And I posted if all your links in, underneath your statement, Capital Talk. Oh, yeah. right. Great. And if anybody's yeah. interested in finding out about the five weeks to personal breakthrough coaching program, it's a phone or live coaching. So if anybody's interested in the phone version, let me know. All right. All right, Ms. Sobel. Uh, thank you for coming out. And, uh, thank you. We'll be talking. All right. All right. Great to I'll talk, talk to you. Later. Okay. okay. Boy, you could hear the energy that she had. And I think it's so important because if you don't have passion and you don't have purpose, I, I don't know what you have. You know, without, without those two things, you're just kind of trudging through life. So what I want you to do is to do some of the things I was talking about earlier today. Get up 30 minutes earlier. You know, read a book. You know, not just read the text is on your your phone. Now you can read a. It doesn't have to be a, a real book. It can be an electronic book. You know, focus on those high priority tasks. You know, don't let your day start without knowing exactly what's going to happen. You don't have to know exactly, but have a good idea. All right, but you got to make it so that you can control your life, you know, get those high priority tasks, do all the things that you need to do, go the extra mile, improve in one area each day, okay, each day, just kind of take it and charge with it, just make sure you spend 10 minutes or 5 minutes just doing something, you'll find that after you do these things, it'll be easier and easier and easier for you to make changes in your life, so... I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You know, Talia's been a longtime friend of mine. And it's pretty cool when you reconnect with people and you see they're doing amazing and wonderful things. So I want you all to sit with me this whole month. I'm going to be trying to do things to get you to change how you view things. You know, before I can get you into business, i got to get your hair right. And that's what we're working on. I have some guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. You know, a very old friend of mine who I connected up there during our holidays, I'm going to reach out to him and I'm going to have him come on and give his takes on, you know, building your business with structure, you know, not just jumping out there, building some legs on it so it can carry you. And also we're going to be talking to him about just his experiences in life too. So you listen to Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk. I look forward to the next time that we get together because we're always learning something. So you have a great evening and have a great rest of the week. I look forward to our next encounter. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. We hope you enjoy the show.